welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio, where we share tried and tested ways to grow your brand and get more customers. Everything from the latest in marketing and branding, right through to growing your team and creating an irresistible culture. Hi, and welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio. Today, I am super grateful and excited to bring you one of my dear friends to Basic Bananas Radio, Christina. Christina is the founder of Utopia X and also Idea Sparks. And Christina is just a very smart and kind and beautiful soul and also knows a lot about innovation. And there's no better time than right now to have this discussion. And I'm really, really happy to bring her to you right now. Let's jump straight in. Hi, Christina. It's so awesome to have you here on Basic Bananas Radio today. It's always amazing speaking with you, Francisca. I love it. Yeah, same here. We just shared an awesome trip to LA where we both spoke at a conference on, well, the future, really, and the the presence. Yeah. (laughs) Also, yeah. And then we had some really great conversations over a glass of wine on most evenings. And (laughs) I really wanted to bring you back to, for our listeners to tap into your brain again, especially talking about what's coming at us. And, and one of the things that you talk a lot about is that, that we all, that, that innovation is everybody's business. And I'd love to talk a bit about that, especially because, you know, at the moment, the climate here in Australia, and also we saw that in the US too, worldwide is, is a little bit of, uh, uh, there's a bit of fear around what's coming with the economy. And, and so, this is a really, really, really important topic to address right now. Yeah. So let me address the fear first because we come across that so much. And there, you're absolutely correct. There is so much fear out there. Uh, but the more the fear gets exacerbated, the more fearful people are. It's really amazing how if somebody, if something negative comes out, the stock market goes down and you kind of go, but it's got nothing to do with the stock market. And yet the stock market went down and then something positive happens and it goes up or the value of the Australian dollar goes up or, you know. So we're in a very reactive um, time for me where we've had lots of examples too where um, false media has actually uh, affected the way the economics goes, which is absolutely crazy. So you Mm -hmm. can put a false story out one day, it'll crash the stock market the next, uh, and then because it all goes positive, it it comes back up the next day. So we're living in quite a, a fickle almost time where there's sometimes no basis behind that information. Uh, but so if I, if I turn that around to innovation, innovation has been a constant forever. So from the first time somebody lit a fire or the first time, uh, you, you know, the, the electric vehicles were, and sorry, not even the electric vehicles, the horse-drawn carts went into, into a motorised vehicle. Innovation has been happening consistently throughout history, and yet we think it's this huge amount of change that you know that we're only facing now and it's absolutely true we are in a time of exponential change as far as technology goes most people know what an exponential graph looks like now because we saw it so many times during COVID Uh, but but things are changing shifting faster because of technology but the other thing that's also shifting that enables us, I believe, to handle that is an exponential increase in mindfulness, meditation, yoga, et cetera. In, you know, you surf, I walk um, along the beach. We've got that that beach commonality. Uh, and I think in that if you find that downtime, then you are really able to handle that exponential change 
so much better because you live in the presentness of the exponential change and you're living in the presentness of the innovation. Uh, and innovation strategy for me is something that absolutely every business, no matter how big or small, should set as part of their business plan, part of their agenda every single year when they're planning. So folks, right now, it's a really good time to be planning and putting structure around your innovation strategies. Yeah, there's so much in there. I mean, where, where do we start? But I, I, I agree on, on all the points also about, you know, you mentioned mindfulness and and staying in the present moment. And then also the, the need to have an innovation strategy, which I'd like to get into more with you. And just, a, you know, as an example, the, the technology that is coming out at such a fast pace right now and coming, you know, at us in terms of, yeah, this is great. We can leverage this. And one latest example is um, an AI called ChatGP, which you, you've you probably seen too, which pretty much you can ask to do anything for you, including putting together a marketing strategy for you, copywriting a website for you, writing your bio, writing your next book even. So now, because this this is becoming more of a, a thing for all of us to tap into some businesses if not all you would say all need to really look at how do we need to reinvent because if if i'm a copywriter or even if i build websites this this tech that is coming out will do that for people so my job is basically redundant if i'm a copywriter so sooner or later so so we all need to look at at reinventing let's let's maybe think first about where should a business start with, with their innovation strategy or even thinking about reinvention? So for me, that, that takes us into the future. So part of, you know, we often get called futurists and, and I think that's a really strange term to be using because unless you're Ray Kurzweil and you've got an 86% um, correct rate, uh, somebody um, who's not Ray Kurzweil, you can go, well, page of 50-50 bet. So the, the futurist title uh, sits a little awkwardly with me, except people keep calling me a futurist. Um, so I, I think what you really need to look into is what are you in the business of? So one of the questions that we'll go in and ask any organisation, doesn't matter how big or small again, is what are you in the business of? So as a copywriter, are you in the business of copywriting or are you in the business of, you know, extolling somebody's brand or are you in the business of um, creating articles that then add to the personality of the organisation? So copywriting for me, it, potentially if we take it down that track, is the how of what of the what. So what are you in the business of when you're copywriting? So if I ask you, what is a copywriter in the business of, what might you say? And, and I know we haven't, this is not rehearsed, um, so it's a random question, but as a copywriter, what do you think you're actually in the business of? So if I'm a copywriter for, let's say, business owners, since that's our listeners here, then I am probably in the business of helping a business attract more customers. Mm. So that would be one one way to look at it if, I, if, I'm, if, if I'm writing for, for businesses. Yeah, right. So if if I was to take that on and go from an from this tool that's been created, I can either fear it because it might put me out of a job or I can create the next iteration of what I'm there to do. So if I'm a, if if my next iteration is is what you said, then I need I am then free from extolling words like slaving over what might sound right saying it over and over again so it, it feels like a proper rhythm um, because for me words sing you know and and you create that lyricism and the lyricism actually represents who you are what you feel like what you sound like so if I've got for example an AI and it's not actually doing it really well at the moment it, it's it's fine but they're they're picking up lots of um errors and lots of you know nuances that aren't quite sitting sitting right in the field but that doesn't mean that it won't happen because 
any innovation in its first iteration, you know, it isn't isn't one hundred percent. Actually, it never is one hundred percent because once you get to one hundred percent, it becomes redundant and something else takes over. Uh, but for me, what you would then look at is okay, if I've got this tool that's going to help me achieve the copyright goal earlier. What else can I put my talents to? So if my talents are there, bringing in more business, making my business more more um, likable, more reachable to an audience, how do I then go about that? And how do I maybe then spend time on the framework? So we were talking about community earlier. How might I then, if I don't need to spend all this time on writing the copy, how do I spend that extra time that I now have? I've been gifted. If you look at it as a gift, in building that community? How do I, you know, what do I, where do I reach out to? What kind of research do I need to do? What kind of um, approaches or collaborations or communities then do I need to be in contact with? So we can either, we can either sit back and be terrified by technology, but it's going to happen anyway, just like, you know, one of the interesting stories around innovation, I'm just going to go back to something I mentioned earlier, which was the horse-drawn cart. Um, the, The real reason that the horse-drawn cart was overtaken by uh, by a, an automobile was because they started wor- wondering and worrying about what they were going to do about all the horse poo. So, it, you know, everyone goes, oh, electric vehicles came through, dirt, dirt, dirt. And, and part of the issue was we've got a problem. You know, we've got a, a big problem with the droppings of all the horses. that are. And, and if there was, if now you had a horse for every person or every second person, even think about that in New York City, it wouldn't be a very pleasant place to be walking around. So, you know, that there is this natural innovation, natural iteration um, in society and it's been there, it, it has been there forever. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not good. But for me, every innovation needs to come from my favourite word, humanivate, which is where we actually marry humanity with innovation, but humanity is the reason that we are innovating. So for the betterment of humanity, we put humanity first, we put people first. What kind of innovations uh, will allow us to help humanity at a scale? And let's face it, that's what technology actually does. It allows us to scale much faster than we ever have scaled before. So, you, you know, again, there's a lot in that. We put the human first um, what is it that you're actually in the business of? What do you really want to be in the business of? And, and you know, you can take it back to the old codex story um, of digital film or paper and chemicals. Um, and clearly it was the capturing of images that they were in the business of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what does that whole whole experience look like for every single individual business? Because then you know where to put the rest of your energies and then you know where to start, you know, innovations, everyone's business. How do we then get everyone on board to go, hey, what might we look like in the next iteration? Uh, and people are free to work on that. I love it. And and that question, you know, what what business are you in is is fantastic. And, and also another question that he kind of asked is, what problems are you solving? Because if we ask that question, then as you say, the tech that is coming out is we can use that to our advantage and then figure out, okay, so what problem am I solving? So so let's say I'm a copywriter. So I'm, I'm the problem I'm solving is is for businesses to to communicate in a way that is attracting the right audience and then engaging them. Cool. So this tech can help me do some of the part, but what else can I do? Because the strategy part, the thinking part won't be done. Yeah, by the tech that is coming out. So that's the stuff that we then need to hone into. Yep. And and humans have had this creative phase forever. It's almost like saying, you know, uh, you know, how how many thousands of years 
um, depending on your version of history, have humans been around for? And we haven't managed to innovate ourselves out of existence yet. Uh, we, we may do so if we don't stop harming um, the land or the ocean, uh, for example, but we haven't actually innovated ourselves out yet. And everyone thought during the Industrial Revolution that, you know, farmers would be put out of work and fruit pickers would be put out of work because all of a sudden tractors were there and we had fruit picking machines and you know, things like But that hasn't happened. So they did it. There was a, I, I, the, I know the figures from, um, from 2015 and I know there've been some later figures, but I can't quote them to you. There was something like, 800, 860,000 jobs made redundant through technology in Britain in 2015. There was $1.2 million, uh, 1.2 million jobs created through technology. Now, clearly that, that doesn't mean that one job transferred directly into another. There was upskilling in that. There were new jobs that were developed um, and everybody doesn't want to develop a new skill or move into a, a new job, but the opportunity to learn, and by the way, they say the best way to avoid um, Alzheimer's and, and dying young is to remain curious and constantly keep learning. So there's an incentive to actually upskill, reskill, move on, learn learn new um, techniques, et cetera. Uh, but but we've, we've been in this constant cycle forever. And if we can get people to just to, to stop, take a breath, not be fearful of the future, but be really excited about the potential and the possibilities uh, then I, I think, you know, then innovation becomes something that is exciting and something that we should all strive to be doing within an organisation. And that can be anything from an incremental organisation where, you, you you know, you find an app that makes a process better or, you know, all of a sudden I've discovered, well, I, this isn't true for me because I've, I've discovered zero a long time ago, but all of a sudden as a small business, yeah. I discover zero and, and how much time it saves me and who doesn't want to be saved Invoicing time, accounting time, you know, um, reconciliation time. How to how to that that's such a wonderful thing. Some people use apps to organize their time. You know, some people diarize absolutely everything, their to do list, whatever. There's there's systems and processes, and they were all innovations in their first iteration. So you know, they were something that didn't exist and then existed, or it could be something like you know a, a complete disruptive um, innovation. And I think I'm a fan of the continuous innovation and I think businesses no matter how big or small need to really be continuously innovating uh, and one of the groups the most popular companies um, that does this when I say most popular doesn't necessarily mean they're the most loved but the most known um, is Uber and they they continually go what's next what's next what's next so they're in the in the business of transporting people and the and in their first iteration it was how do we make use of all the 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 downtime of cars and downtime of drivers how can we get them to to um to you know be more functional taxis never arrive on time or they didn't they do now uh you know how do we how do we utilize a a, a system that we already have uber was born in its first iteration now what they're, they're, I mean, now you can get an Uber to deliver a parcel, to bring you dinner. They're working on flying taxis. They've got launch pads in Melbourne, um, up on rooftops. They've bought, they've bought rooftops in Melbourne to do the first experiments of drone taxis from. So they're constantly iterating, going, what's next? You know, they've got a, a fleet of 200 autonomous vehicles floating around LA. They're continuously going. What's next? What's the next thing that we can? Because they're actually in the business of moving things and people around, and moving things and people around in its first iteration was the driver with the spare time with the car that was sitting there, put themselves on a roster and did that. Now we've got the drones, the taxis, 
but they're also now not not just moving people around they're moving goods around so they're moving your dinner and your shopping and your you know the parcel that you want delivered to aunt mary just before christmas um they've kind of they're, they're constantly looking for the next thing yeah yeah i agree now on you know just to play the devil's advocate so so the company like uber and and many of the companies that are doing really great work in in the space of innovation that we know of they have obviously money and they have teams that work that are specialists in innovation. They work with futurists and consultants for a small business, even for a business that is just one person or two people. Where, where can someone like that start? What, what resources do they look at or, or what's, what's a great way to make sure that they keep innovating yeah. and thinking so about this? The, f- the first thing is to, is to keep stimulated. And you can do that through books, through video, through conferences, through networking, get-togethers. You know, I mean, you run some amazing classes where people, you know, actually get together, masterclasses, courses, uh, and people are discussing things all the time. So it's that constant stimulation, constantly thinking about what else, what's new. Um, There are some amazing books around, but, you know, someone will say to me, what's the best business book you've ever read? And I go, well, there isn't one. I love this bit from this book and this from this book and this bit from this book because those things suited my business, suited my mentality the way I I thought. So it's reading far and wide and it's not just reading within your industry or your field. You need to be knowing what's going on in other industries because you never know when you can adapt and adopt. So you you look at something from a different industry and you go, hey, that kind of relates to my industry in this way. You know, and and then you might be able to to weave the process so that it suits what you're doing. But you don't need a big team, and you don't need huge resources. You do need people to speak with, uh, and and that's where organisations, you know, like Basic Bananas, for example, brings people together from a whole lot of different small businesses, and you can have conversations, and you can actually work through what an iteration might be. Um, and so I, I never I never feel that because you're not 200 people or 100 people or 50 people or, or bigger, that that's a reason not to keep thinking. It's, it's just business development. You know, if you, if you really think about it, innovation at the moment is business development because where business development used to follow a bit of a more gentle curve, now it actually really needs to, to ride a much larger wave because things are happening so much faster. So for me, it's allocating time. Uh, and whether you want to do a, a 70, 20, 10 rule around that. So 70% of my time needs to be my business as it is. I need to work on it as it is right now. Keep, you know, work on the website, do my socials, um, have a meeting with my next client, service clients, dirt, dirt, dirt there. And you might want to do 20% of your time on, on business development, which we know that if you don't do, you end up in the valley of death with nowhere to go because you haven't actually worked on getting those next clients. So 20% might be those client meetings, networking, taking people for lunch. And, you know, it might only be 10% of your time or it might be 5% of your time, but you allocate a certain amount of time. You put it in your timetable uh, and you go, in this time, I'm going to read that innovation book, watch that YouTube clip, go and have a conversation with somebody, go to a network dinner, whatever it is um, that you think will take you, push you beyond. Um, hopefully, as I said before, in it does incorporate researching and finding out what's going on in different fields because we're also living in the age of the great convergence. And at the moment, we've got every, everything is interrelated, everything. So from where you work from to how you work to the people that you're working with on one level, but it's also 
you know, what are your sustainability goals? What are you, what goals are you helping to maintain um, respect for planet? So all that's involved in where you work from, how you work, what kind of business you're running. So in health, how am I running my business environmentally? Is it damaging my health? So health is everything is just integrated at the moment. Um, and then how can you work with Bigger businesses, smaller businesses, other businesses. Like we run whole sessions on how do you collaborate? What? Who would you in your in your perfect um, scene in your head in your perfect dream? Who might you collaborate with? You know, my my favorite example of that at the moment, uh, and I'm I'm putting all these messages out for Christmas. Um, is Ura. So the Ura Ring has collaborated with Gucci. So the Ura Ring has 235, if not more, sensors now tracks your sleep patterns, your oxygen levels, can track your fertility, um, gives you all this wearable tech information. And they've now collaborated with Gucci and they've got this really super cool little, you know, much smaller kind of thinner Gucci ring that's been designed. Or it might be somebody like a Jenny Key who who collaborated with Target, you know, and some of the sustainable um, brands like Ocean Lovers, you know, how, how, who do you, who are you collaborating with? What communities are you building in order to, sustain the planet so all these kind of things are integrated so nothing nothing should be seen in silos anymore and we should all also in as part of that innovation time look to who we can be collaborating with you are speaking from my own heart here and just the two big things i wanted to highlight from this 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 is just I, i don't even need to add anything we could just wrap it up here and it would be amazing Colliding and collaborating are two things that you mentioned. Colliding, it's it's what we did actually at the event we were at just now together in Los Angeles was all about colliding. And that's what you're saying is for to to think differently and to come up with with what else you can do in your business. It's so useful to be in the room with different people from different industries also. And then, and it's exactly, as you said, it's what we do here in our program in the Clever Bunch. People from all different walks of lives and industries get together and do business development together, coming yeah. up with ideas for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing to say that they can't borrow ideas from each other, you know, and it's very much, I mean, we've got open source happening everywhere at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, so um, the Clever Bunch is an open source of ideas uh, and people go, aren't you worried about copyright? And I go, well, no, not really, because if you're too worried about copyright and you're too worried about um, getting all, all the logistics right, and I'm not saying don't worry about them, but if you hold yourself up enough for all the legalities to line up, you are going to lose market advantage. You're going to lose any momentum that you've had and you'll probably get super frustrated um, with how long it takes for that kind of that kind of thing to, to get ticked and, you know, um, signed and everything else. But I'm not saying don't do it because it is important, um, but I'm, I'm sa- I am saying don't let it inhibit your conversations um, that you have with people. And, you know, it was the other thing that I, I'd love to mention before we wrap too is that everything's invented. Absolutely everything has been invented. And even as you mentioned, when we, when we were at Acme Collider, we, we almost rewrote what the definition of an NFT is. You know, we were calling them digital assets as opposed to NFTs because an NFT is a digital asset, a video is a digital asset, a, a PDF is a digital asset. You know, how, how are we going to use them um, in their own capacity and going back to what we said before, in their own strengths? So everything is being invented constantly. There are no set rules anymore. Uh, and if you have a look at the companies that have actually really cracked it, like really, um, you know, and you've got to remember that 
these big companies were once just ideas and often, you know, if you really, I often joke about if you really want to do innovation, you have to do it from your garage because how many successes from garages or small little buildings, small little rooms have we seen happen? Um, but, you know, so it's almost like go get yourself a garage and you'll be a great innovator. Yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, it's it's that all these people had an idea that they chased and and sometimes are a bit of ahead of their time and that can be super frustrating. Uh, but then time at the moment catches up because, you know, I'll say again, the exponential curve is just happening at a much faster rate. So time is catching up much quicker than it used to uh, around what the next iteration of something was. And, you know, one of my favourite, um, they don't do it anymore because they, they, they don't have an Australian office anymore, but Blue Chili used to have what they call a golden cock award right, yeah. uh, and, and it was the you know the the failure so if you if you had the dumbest idea um, or the biggest flop of an idea in that week you actually got an award but you had to tell everybody else why it was a flop so that there was this constant learning from it uh, which you know every every success has got so many failures uh, behind it that you know it's incredible how many failures that will take you to that next success so it's You've really got to face the fear. I'm not saying that you're going to eliminate the fear altogether, but we really need to face that fear uh, and go, you know what, I'm not going to let the fear get the better of me because I can see the abundance that that could happen um, from this idea. And if you don't have that belief and if you don't have the ability to put yourself in the fetal position, smash the floor, cry for five minutes and then get up again, then maybe innovation isn't for you, but small business at the same time probably isn't for you either because you have to have that resilience and that determination. Um, so, you know, allow time for innovation, make time, stimulate yourself, feed your curiosity uh, and see what develops in that, particularly in that theta state. So meditation, walking, surfing, all those kind of things that actually um, put your vibrations into a theta state, which is also where the aura ring is really good because it kind of tells me, you know, how I'm feeling during meditation or how I'm feeling at, or at what levels of sleep I might be having these dreams and, and might be having um, the the stimulating thoughts that lead to to an innovation or the, or the next or solving an idea. But that theta state is super, super cool and super important uh, as well. So don't be scared of being scared would be the first thing don't be scared of being scared uh and use use that fear as an adrenaline boost so if we can control that fear and we can because mindset is becoming so incredibly a thing where we know that we can actually lower i mean try it i've actually lowered my heart rate um just through thought process processes just through breathing lowered blood pressure you know in, with intent behind it so mindfulness um meditation but that whole mastery of mindset is super important. And if you can master that fear uh, and use it to pick your adrenaline up and give you just that extra bit of a, of a job, it's a really good thing. So innovate away. Such a great, such a great discussion. Thank you so much, Christina. Where can people connect with you? Uh, on LinkedIn, Christina Jurekides. I'm on LinkedIn, um, Instagram. Uh, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not. I'm not overly using Twitter. Or email me, Christina at utopiax.global, and also utopiax.global as the website to find yeah, you. That's correct. Yeah. yeah, perfect. We'll put all those links also in the show notes for you, the listeners. Make sure you reach out to Christina. She is definitely a fountain of wisdom and just an amazing human. So thank you again. Thanks for taking the time, Christina. Oh, thank you. Love your work and love you. Thank you. 
To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.